0: Our school is mostly n- known for football, and that's kind of annoying because we should be known for other things than football. That's like literally the only thing the town is known for Eric Rudolph. Maybe I see this town actually recognizing the sport as something. You know, we did get an article in the paper. Well, it seems like with this podcast, maybe more people will begin to recognize it as an actual sport.
1: And welcome to Front Porch Productions, a podcast brought to you by your Cherokee Scout. On this episode of the Front Porch, we meet with Murphy High School students who are trying out for the eSports team. These students filled 24 positions out of 70 applicants, and so we're very excited about making the first cut. And they have quite a few things to say about what it means to play a video game as a sport. I'm your host, Abigail Hickman. Grab a snack and meet us on the porch because we're going back to high school.
2: What's
0: it's, your name? Oh, uh, Maggie. Okay, Maggie. Uh, there was originally 70 people who signed up, but they got cut, so it got cut down to 24. So you guys are the top 24? Yeah, top 24.
1: Meet Maggie Jones, as her teachers know her. But if you're playing a competitive gaming sport, that's Kaiza DC to you. Maggie, along with four of her other teammates, met me on the porch to discuss the game that they play competitively, called Minecraft. Now if you're like me, you probably have never heard of Minecraft, allow me to give you a brief overview in financial terms. Minecraft boasted a revenue from their sales in 2020 at $415 million. And when you consider that an average sale is 15, you can kind of get the scope of the enthusiasm surrounding this game worldwide. Recent stats from Minecraft show that 140 million players are currently active on the game. Say that again. 140 million players are currently active on the game. So for the uninitiated, let's take a minute or two to figure out what is Minecraft.
2: Here's some of the new things you can do in Minecraft 1.3. Trade the new emeralds you get from Emerald doors with NPCs. Place logs sideways and build a hot tub with a pig. Always losing your stuff. What
3: is
0: he talking about?
1: Okay, that didn't help. The terms were baffling. Maybe the students can do a better job of explaining the magic of Minecraft.
3: What's your name? Raina Killian. How good are you? Uh, I'd say I'm somewhere like in the I'm not like super good at the games I play, but I'm not like super bad either. Uh, I, I mostly just play Minecraft. Okay, what do you like about it? There's not really that many like limitations to it, like I can basically create whatever I want. And I also really like the combat system of it, but I don't really get to play PvP that much because I don't really have a lot of people to play with, so okay. Okay. that's one of the main reasons I'm actually joining the club.
1: PvP refers to player versus player, which is exactly what these students will do when they compete in their Minecraft tournaments on their eSport team.
4: Uh, my name is Alyssa Montague. I am the head esports coach for Murphy High School. I'm also the school librarian here.
1: How difficult do you find it, or do you find it difficult, to feel legitimized in a sport, high school sports arena as an esport coach?
4: Um, I'd say it's pretty difficult. Uh, a lot of people don't really consider playing video games to be a sport. Um, They don't consider the eSports players to be athletes, so it's definitely taken a lot to convince people that it is a legitimate sport and that these kids are legitimate athletes that are professionals in the field that they're going into with the eSports.
1: Niall McCool, gamer Spark River 250, an intensely enthusiastic gamer. So what makes your Minecraft unique to other games? Uh, the creativity,
5: mostly. We get to take out a creativity in ways that most other games don't let us. Like, if we want to build a giant castle in our own image, some games would have a system that would let us build a small castle or a large castle in their image. But with our game, then, it allows us to build whatever we want in whatever scale or vision we want.
1: Raina Killian gamer name Wolfpup, and one of the few girls on the team, has a bit to add about her love of Minecraft.
3: The reason that Minecraft is different from other games, it's a lot more like customizable and you can play it in the way that you want. It's very easy to make it so that you can do what you want. There's basically, it gets rid of most of the limitations that other video games have.
1: Most of these kids have been competing in their bedrooms or living rooms for years. So joining the Murphy High School eSports team holds deep allure. Thoston Gunner Simmons, game name T2 Gundrus, is among the students trying out, who is very excited about the formal competitions. Okay,
2: what's your name? Thorsten Yonard Simmons.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And what do you play? Halo and Minecraft.
1: Halo and Minecraft? Yes. And so what are you most looking forward to uh, being
2: on this team? Ooh, well, let's see. Finally um, being really competitive, especially, especially in games digitally, you know.
1: But Minecraft isn't the only game available for these high school athletes. A group of boys meets me on the porch, to discuss their love of Call of Duty. My
0: name's Harley Trantham. What's the best game? Uh, Call of Duty Cold War. Why? Man, you just, you know, you have different skill match levels. Um, You also can find pretty cool people on Call of Duty and some not really cool, but. Well,
1: that's life. Harley Trantham's gamer name is Raz, and he's joined by Giovanni Corliss, who has two gamer names, Kenobi3 and Greenman8226. And
0: what's your name? Uh, Giovanni Corrales.
1: I asked Giovanni to tell me his favorite game, but apparently it was a bit of a trick question. Inside the esports arena, only certain games are allowed to be played. And so that leaves a host of other video games that these kids love to play not eligible within the legitimate esport competitions.
0: Oh, then esports, then it probably would be the Call of Duty Cold War. What about
1: outside esport?
0: Uh, my opinion that I've played mostly, um, mostly that I've played, um, be The Show 21 because I'm more into, like, I'd say sport games, EA games, all of those type of games. As I look around
1: the porch at these teammates who play Call of Duty, I notice that there are no girls on the team. And I wonder if that has to do with stereotypes regarding video games. And on this topic, the players have differing opinions. So let's talk about why there's so many men on this team, where are the women?
5: Most girls don't really play video games that often. I think it's just because of the philosophy that there is sexism that goes with different types of games and stuff like a girl would mostly want to play like Roblox or younger games but boys and guys would want to play like shooting games that Do you guys involve find more violence in
1: your life? No. No, tell
5: me why. What's your name? Uh, My name's Chase Johnson. Okay. Um, I have a lot of female friends that play games like Valorant, Apex, and other games that are around in gaming communities. Why
1: aren't they trying out for
5: the team? A lot of the girls here do sports like volleyball, cheerleading, and other stuff.
1: Who else just, like, had an opinion about women in the sport?
5: Uh, Harley Trantham. Uh, so there's this Call of Duty player. Her name's Noisy Butters. Her real name is like Hannah Bryan. She go to um, school? No, she's actually... She joined a Lent because they saw how good she was okay. in Call of Duty. And so don't matter if you're male or female, you can still be
0: good.
1: Okay. There seems to be a lot of argument against video games as a legitimate sport. And some of that stems from the idea that gaming is violent. So I asked the students to answer that criticism about their games. Let's ask what everybody wants to know, which is, how do you combat people's perception that the games are violent or induce violent behavior? <sighs>
3: Raina Killian I feel like most people think that video games endorse violence especially when it comes to like the more like sh- like shooting games or like stuff like that because you know you're doing that in the game sure. but in my personal opinion it do- it doesn't really teach you that that's like okay it's just like yeah, it's more like just, like, role-playing or acting. It's not going to affect you in, like, the real world. You don't leave the game and think, yeah.
5: I'm going
1: to go get a weapon.
5: Nah, no, I'm a cool. I think that when it comes to violence in video games, it's not that it's inducing violence in the player. It's taking out your rage on the screen instead of in real life. So instead of, like, going to beat up somebody else, then you can just go into a game and blow off steam by being creative or beating somebody up in a game where nothing really matters. <laughs> Be considered therapeutic
1: in that sense.
5: Exactly. And hmm. some types of therapy which involve VR and video games have already been implemented into the medical field. Coach
1: Montague, who played competitive esports in her high school, loves the shooting games.
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of more of the shooting game uh, master. Those are my jam. Uh, so I, I played Counter-Strike in high school, um, so I love that game. And really any of the shooting games I get into. But
1: it's not just the violence that has people questioning the legitimacy of gaming as a sport. There seems to be a high exaltation of traditional sports like football or basketball or cheerleading because of the team camaraderie and because of the physical discipline required. And because gaming occurs in a seated position in front of a screen, it sometimes gets a bad rap as a useful sport or at least one that's going to teach lessons that are valuable in a world beyond high school. And as usual, the team has some well-considered thoughts on this issue. Who can tell me something they've heard that is derogatory about people who play Esports. Who's had that experience where someone's judged you or Uh, kind of brushed you off? Say say your
5: name. Uh, Chase Johnson. Mainly they think that people who play games can't really get a job in the future or they're just mainly lazy people who don't really do much.
1: Who can respond to the idea that there's nothing applicable in a team sport that's on a field? You learn teamwork and cooperation. And what are you guys gaining for being on this team? Man Barrow, gamer named Wizard, jumps in to answer.
2: So definitely in esports, you learn a lot about playing with your team, playing with your teammates. And uh, basically just overall how you can learn from other people's uh, experiences. And these can also teach you a lot about growing up and make you more mature person overall and can help you in life What about about
1: the science of it or the electronics of it? Is that going to help you out in the world? Yes,
2: definitely. It teaches
5: you how to quickly adapt to new situations Technologies and different settings like if you boot up a brand new game and you had no experience about any video games You wouldn't be able to play it, but with prior experience and you'll be able to pick it up pretty decently fast. And it's like that for most other technologies. And in the near future, we're going to be having those types of technologies with computers and processors and all that for most jobs.
1: So we've talked about the macro societal views of gaming and what it means to be a gamer. But I wonder how these kids feel that they are viewed by their peers and their parents as avid competitive gamers. Reina Killian, gamer Wolfpup, feels very supported by her peers and her family as a competitive gamer.
3: Uh, I feel like my friends are, like, okay, like, decently supportive about it. Like, they aren't, like, against me, but they aren't, like, you know, like, obsessed over, like, the fact that I'm doing it.
1: Do you feel that your parents are supportive of you guys being a part of this school sport?
0: Yes, absolutely. How about you? Are your parents behind you? Uh, yeah. Uh, Skylar Pendergrass? Yeah. They didn't really care if I did it or not.
1: Maggie Jones, Kaiser DC, felt a little more resistance from her parents, but in the end it seems she was able to persuade them to let her try out for the team.
0: Um, my parents were kind of on the fence about everything, so I it took me a while for them to actually, well, to, for me to actually get on this team, so if I, I, I hope I make it because if I don't, then I don't know what I'm gonna do. Oh right,
1: this means a lot to you
0: then. Yeah, because I really like, I'm really competitive and I'm very argumentative.
1: One of the quieter athletes in the room, Ty Smith, gamer name Radio Ty13, says that although he plays by himself a lot, he doesn't feel alone because he and his dad share an affinity with playing video games. Ty, what do you like about playing on this team? What do you like about playing games?
3: It's just enjoyable? Is it like a pastime? Right. Fun?
1: And then why did you decide to try out for the team? Thought it'd be fun. Because it's more fun than playing alone at home? Or? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And your parents are supporting you doing this sport? Yeah. Does anybody else in your family play? Do you feel alone sometimes that you're, no one understands what you enjoy so much? Not really. Why is
2: mm. that? My uh, dad used to play games. Oh, so. okay.
1: So you share that. Because this is Murphy High School's very first eSport team, there isn't a lot of school recognition or acknowledgement about what the team is about to do or how to handle their accomplishments. I asked them how they felt about maybe never having a pep rally. It's game, It's game day. Okay, so how do you get your high school community at large, faculty and students, to acknowledge that this group of students are participating in a a challenging sport and they have a game that night.
4: I mean, you're not going to get a pep rally, am I wrong? Right. Um, That's definitely not wrong. (laughs) Niall McCool, game
1: name Spark River 250, as with most issues pertaining to competitive gaming, has an opinion.
5: I believe that most students think, or most teachers and people in general, think that video games are a waste of time because they have no productivity, in quotations, just because we're not really quote unquote learning anything from it, but we're learning experiences in life, not you really
1: that people in the football team are learning how to fall down.
5: I believe that they're learning important life lessons about like how to get back up again, what you should do if there's a struggle in your life. But
1: how is that any different when you're in a tough competition and you're losing and then you finally, you know, you get bested?
5: It's not, and that's the thing. Most people think that there's a major difference. You have to be physically on the field. If you're playing a video game, you still get those experiences just from the comfort of your home, without any of the pain or suffering that comes from all that.
2: <laughs> Nathan Perkins. Nathan,
1: what do you think is a distinction between what's considered a traditional sport, an active sport, and the eSport of these games?
2: I think eSports, there's a lot more going on mentally. There's a lot of like special strategies, a lot of routes, a lot of... There's, it's a lot of m- mental game. Where, it's an
1: intellectual experience.
2: Yes. Okay. And there's a lot that you have to memorize. Like, you have to have good communication. You have to have... Everything has to be on point. You know what I mean? Okay. If you want to compete with better teams.
1: And it's not just the intensity of each match or the intellectual planning and strategy required to win a match. But it's also that the gaming season is year long.
4: What is the season? The eSports season is year-long. The fall major starts at the end of September and goes all the way through December. The spring major starts early February and goes all the way through May. And then they have a summer tournament. And the summer tournament, yes, is free and any kid can participate whether they're on a high school eSports team or not.
1: So the gamers play both semesters, plus they have an option to play in the summer. But additionally, Coach Montague says that e-sport isn't really different than any other field sport. For example, they run plays, they have certain equipment they need to play, and they have to communicate as a team.
4: They're like when football players are running a play on the field. It's the same kind of concept. So let's talk about football.
1: In football, they come with pads and helmets and special Mm -hmm. shoes and all that What's the equipment for an eSporter? And as a production note, throughout the entire interview, I referred to the players as eSporters, but they're actually called gamers, which is way cooler.
4: So, their equipment is really their technology. They'll all have headsets with microphones, you know, the keyboards and the mice, and then we'll, we will have team jerseys. And then as far as like protective equipment, we really don't have anything like that. It is very important uh, because the kids are going to be sitting at a computer for hours at a time sometimes. You know, the posture and the making sure that their hands are right on the keyboard and things like that are very important so we can prevent Um, Injuries, because you can get injuries just if you have bad posture or if you're sitting in a position that's going to affect your body negatively for a long time.
1: And teamwork is so essential in these competitions that Coach Montague is searching more for gamers who are malleable and adapt to team playing, even more than talent.
4: We're not necessarily looking for the kids who are outstanding players. We want to make sure that we put a team together that can work together, even if they're not maybe the greatest at playing the video game, we know that with the right team behind them, they will get there with the actual gameplay.
1: When many people consider video game players, they envision a loner isolated in his or her room, disconnecting from the rest of the world and entering into a fantasy world. So I ask Coach Montague how she takes these independent autonomous players and forms them into this tight team of compromise and communication.
4: The practices are really what's gonna help them start working together as a team and understand that they can't just go off on their own and do whatever they feel like doing because that will affect the entire team.
1: But before they can even enter any official matches, Coach Montague is gonna have to get the team to cooperate and work together to create and design their own logos for their team jerseys. And that might be more challenging than she's expecting.
5: Now with cool. I think that for the logo, we need something to represent all of the games that we like to play combined, like creativity. um, What about the
1: colors? What what colors should you guys use in your logo? School colors or something outlandish?
5: Definitely not school colors. No. What then? Yellow and black are not very good gaming colors. What are good gaming colors?
2: Nathan Perkins. Um, I think we should go with school colors because one of my biggest goals going into this team is to win and... I want to win and I want people to know that it's Murphy.
1: Um what what colors are good for gaming colors if it's not gold and black?
0: Giovanni Corrales. I my opinion I don't think the colors mattered that much into what? the It's branding
1: your team. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's branding the team, but I think a lot any color specifically can be the color for it.
1: Are you guys going to wear shirts on game days?
5: Probably. <laughs> yeah. t-shirts on game days.
1: Yeah. You're going to make this pretty cool in the school, I think. How do you feel about that?
2: Nathan Perkins. I think it's going to be cool to represent a school through gaming. I mean, it's normally traditional sports like football, baseball, basketball, you know. things like that. And I think it's going to be a great experience to be able to represent our school through High gaming. Sport.
1: But Coach Montague has bigger things on her mind than the color or logo of, of her team's jerseys. She has big plans for the eSport team at Murphy High School. What's the ideal situation for you with eSports? Where would you like to see the Murphy High School gamers in five years,
4: 10 years? I would really love it if we could develop a program that caught kids' interest when they were still in middle school, got them excited about it, got them wanting to be on the team, and um, our older players, you know, kind of mentoring the younger players to the point where, you know, in five, ten years, I would ideally like to see you know, 50% or more of our kids being offered college scholarships, um, to play on a college esports team or getting sponsorships to go pro, um, getting some national recognition for our players, I think would be awesome for them. (music)
1: So regardless of how cool the logo is or what colors the team ends up wearing, it seems like Coach Montague is prepared to guide this team in such a way that proudly represents their school and offers them immense and rich opportunities once they graduate. That's all for this episode of On the Front Porch. Today, we'll leave you with music from the Minecraft musical. Yes, there is one. We'll see you here next time on the Front Porch. A podcast brought to you by the Cherokee Scout. Special thanks to Super Duper Minecraft Musical by Xbox View TV. The Weekly Chunk, mc 13 Community Commercials Minecraft. And our music used by permission from Ketza, Drop.
4: Have you ever thought, sorry, you're just not my type. You've got style, but you're not for me. Then along comes an image that creates some hype. And it makes you smile to see what this world can be when you're
3: given the key. You're the queen A the llama starts to form Yeah, soon they're dancing up the storm You said
4: it! What else could be in store? You feel the wind as the waves gone by Caused by the chickens who fly so high And as they touch the sky
3: Your spirit starts to soar Cause for the first time You truly see yourself So you dig down
5: deep And you take a